What's up, guys? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns, and we're recording this on a Tuesday morning for a Tuesday show, which is a pretty rare thing for me, but it was a weird night last night. Went to a concert with with my wife, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a trooper, tagged along, and did the husband thing. Concert was not as good as we hoped. She is a Justin Bieber fan, which, again, I listen, I don't mind Justin Bieber as well. Went to it. And I think it was the only concert that we have ever left early. I know her and I have left early. Uh, our days uh, apart, I'm not sure. But I, it was, uh, he could not be bothered to be there, it seemed like. Not a very good show. So we left early. Maybe that's a sign we're getting old. I don't know. But left the concert early. Get back. There's no internet for some reason that I could not figure out. So I uh, could not record a podcast and post it the way I wanted to. So nonetheless... Here I am recording this morning. It is a little glimpse into what it's like to record a daily podcast where you have a guest planned, lined up, things fall through, something happens, and then you're left to record on your own because it's tough to get a guest that day solo. And, you know, if you have something going on in the evening, which is pretty rare for me as a homebody to have something going on in the evening, but if you do, then it gets even more challenging to get somebody to record with. So you're left going solo, which is the case for me, um, but that's how it goes, man. You, if you want to do one of these every day, you got to be able to adjust on the fly and come up with things to talk about, even in the oasis of, of time that is after the draft and until the first part of training camp when there's not a ton to talk about. You have to figure out a way to come up with something to put out, and I'm not going to skip a day. That's not my thing. I don't want to skip a day, so... You know, this is a glimpse, again, into daily podcasting. If this was a two or three days a week show, then it would be different, and you could get by, and maybe that's ultimately what this becomes. But for me, I just love doing it every single day, and you guys respond to it, so I'm going to continue to do so. But even with the challenges of a seven-month pregnant wife and a concert and all of that, a late night of sleep trying to get back and get into into bed and figure out how I'm going to get a show recorded, we're going to put something up, so... Um, we'll make, we'll make the best of it. The schedule is not always the easiest you have. You have, uh, you have a little guy and, uh, trying to put him to bed and, and, and plan out time to do a show and get a, get a, a guest recorded. I've got a couple people coming on for Cade York and Martin Emerson, the two prospects that we have not covered. Also, I like to double dip a little bit too, when I get a chance and the Brown signed Glenn Logan, the defensive tackle from LSU as well. So we'll try to talk about that. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's again, you know, you want to do this, you want to be a podcaster. And there's a lot of people I think that do a great job in the Browns market and really nationwide with other topics. But sometimes the scheduling part of it, if you do it solo like me, like really solo, where I don't have an assistant who sets up guests, I don't have an editor who edits anything. It's all me. It's all from beginning to very end me. It's it's tedious to try to find time with a day job and all of that to get stuff recorded. So I do my best. I apologize this is a day late, but we make make the best out of the situation we can. Things that came out yesterday that were of, of vital importance to the Cleveland Browns situation, not vital, but nonetheless, uh, a couple things about Deshaun Watson. It seems as though the NFL is at the end of the investigation because Josina Anderson put out that the Browns are scheduled, the Browns quarterback scheduled to meet in Texas with NFL officials, which is usually the last step of any 
you know, research the NFL is doing to make a determination on the situation. So, you know, typically, even though the civil cases haven't happened, uh, the timeline of the NFL investigation points toward it's potentially done soon. I don't know if that will ultimately be what happens, but the resolution could be there. Maybe the NFL wants this to just be over. I'm not sure. Your guess is as good as mine. It, it would appear that they would like to put this behind themselves. You know, the, the NFL would like to put it in the rearview mirror, even though the civil cases have gone on. There's two outcomes, right? The civil cases could yield uh, a, a timeline where the NFL is just trying to investigate all they can and have all they can so that when those wrap up, they're ready to make a decision next year. Or they could just be trying to get it done before the civil cases wrap up. I have pointed to this again and again. It's just like any other job out there, you know, how well you know people. The NFL is just very public, obviously. It is uh, one of the more public professions you can have. And the situation could just be very clear for the NFL. Like, hey, this this situation did not yield criminal uh, activity in terms of a, a trial or charges. And I think the Browns are viewing it the same way where, you know, Deshaun Watson would pass a background check. There's nothing that says he would be stopped from any situation with a background check because there were no criminal charges pressed. The NFL could be viewing it the same way. Now, we know more about the situation because it's in public, but if the guy in the next cubicle, you wouldn't know any more about that person other than, hey, they don't have any issue passing a background check. The civil cases aren't going to show up on a background check as far as I know. So it's just that's sometimes as simple as it is. And it's the same situation for most occupations in the world where if you pass that check, you're going to get the job. Even if you have other things going on in your life, the only difference is guys in the NFL, people know more about them and more about their situation. Whether you agree with that or not, that's fine. But that's sort of the way I think the NFL, and at least I know the Browns and the teams that were pursuing Deshaun Watson, that's how they felt too. He would pass a check here. We would hire him in any other profession so there's no issue with hiring him now. And again, I had tweeted this out yesterday. It's just something that kind of drives me crazy. You know, is these fans who treat themselves and their franchise like they are on the moral high ground all the time. And I think this is something Browns fans were guilty of with the Ben Roethlisberger thing. Uh, all those years of yelling that stuff at him. It's just like every NFL franchise has these decisions, these gross things that happen and they move on from it and they accept a player in and they figure out a way to move forward. And one franchise acting like it's morally superior to the other is kind of a weird thing to me. And the Browns are getting really, really dogged for the Watson scenario while they leave out all the other teams who just swung and miss on him or all the other teams with all these other issues. And trust me, if you go down every NFL roster team to team, there are guys with serious issues Maybe not as public as a guy like Deshaun Watson, who is a face of a franchise, but kind of just the way it is, man. And if you're if your issue is with one team and you're claiming your team is superior, you have an issue that you don't want to accept about the NFL at large. So, whatever, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna break my brain on this thing. It's just it's just weird to me that all these situations with all these teams and you want to claim the moral high ground like your franchise is above it I'll tell you what if your franchise was extremely desperate for a quarterback they probably would have been in the Deshaun sweepstakes as well just telling you you don't want to believe that that's fine but that's the case we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, moving on. There were key dates and fines for Baker Mayfield should the Browns look to keep this relationship prevalent or icy or whatever way it goes throughout the remainder of the offseason and into the regular season. It is worthwhile at looking at the dates and what could be held out in terms of his money his $18.858 million that is due this year. So off-season workouts are where it starts to get interesting. Those will be May 24th through the 26th, 31st through the 2nd, June 6th through the 9th. I don't think Mayfield will have anything in his, uh, in his contract setup structure to deal with that. Mandatory minicamp is where he could start to be fined. So if he didn't come to that or there was not an agreement with the Browns, because the Browns could waive these fines. But the fines would be up to day one, 15980 day two, 31961 day three, 47000 Those would add up. It's a $40,000 a day fine for training camp. This is, again, if, if Mayfield just doesn't show up for these things. The Browns have not publicly told him or privately told him to stay away. If he ended up missing preseason games, he would, uh, he would cost himself $1.048 million per preseason game. So that's when it really starts to be money that he's owed that he would be skipping out on. So if he missed three days of mandatory minicamp, 10 days of training camp, and all three preseason games, then his 2022 salary would drop from 18.858 to 15.219 million right there. So the Browns could hold out for injury. As we know, they could, they could get really, really wildly patient. I think there was a a note yesterday for me and Rappaport that they would consider starting him in a Watson suspension, which again, we had not been thinking a Watson suspension was coming for a while because of the the note from the Texas courts that there was no ability in season. There's an agreement between both sides that there would be no hearings in season. So everybody pointed toward a hearing in 2023. And from all indications, that meant we were looking at some sort of situation where Watson wouldn't get a civil outcome until 2023, and then a suspension would happen. But today, as I noted earlier, it does seem like the NFL is in the final stages of their investigation. Does that mean they ultimately rule, make a decision? I don't know, but they could. And if they do, 
Some people are still trying to indicate that Baker Mayfield could start those games despite now four other, well, three other quarterbacks. If you take out Watson from the equation with Brissett, um, you know, if you include uh, the they just signed Felix Harper and then obviously Josh Dobbs as well, you're looking at other quarterbacks on the roster. I just don't see how there's any outcome in which Baker Mayfield plays for the Browns, even though some people are trying to say that. I don't know what the outcome ends up being. You know, it it could go anywhere. Who knows what injuries happen or who knows who wants to get a deal. You could talk about the comp pick stuff. So comp picks are based on losing more players in free agency than deals you sign approximately three uh, deals over $3 million. So salary levels for each comp pick. 16.5 is a third as a third rounder, fourth rounders 14 million, fifth rounder 7.25 million, sixth rounders 4.75. So I think the general consensus is uh, next offseason a, a fifth rounder to be a fair value for Mayfield if they decided to keep him the whole time. If they kept him the whole season, paid him his whole salary, they could get something like a fifth rounder based on guys that the Browns sign. And then they could eat cap in a trade too. They they could eat up to ten million of his eighteen million salary. So that's another outcome that could potentially be in play as well as eating some of that salary. So Jack Duffin lays this out really well. They won't cut him. There could be a buyout, but a buyout's hard to see because Mayfield wants all of the money that's owed to him, no matter what way he goes about it. And I don't blame him because he could never see a contract again worth anywhere near what he's getting in eighteen, almost nineteen million. So. I don't think a buyout, much like you see in other leagues, is going to happen. The only other newsworthy thing was that Junior Falk was a Browns DB who was waived. You've probably never heard of him. He's an undrafted rookie out of Delta State, Division II program in Mississippi. The Browns ended up waiving him. I believe that puts the Browns down to 86 on the roster. I noted 88 yesterday. I could have been off by one. But they have four roster spots open if they want to bring in some veterans or some other faces to look at. Potentially a third tight end, as we know a third tight end is an open competition, as noted by important people in the organization. So they could look at that. We obviously still expect them to bring back Clowney. So if they bring back Clowney, that's another spot. And then there's still rumblings out there that the Browns are in the mix for Indomitian Sioux. Uh, much like the Raiders and Bucks, I think, are still interested in that player as well. So we'll see what happens. There's some roster spots that they could end up using. Who knows if they'll sign some of the guys they've worked out, but they're not tied to 90 right now. They have some flexibility, so we'll see what shakes out. Again, uh, wrapping up for today, not much news. Couldn't get a guest. I'm sorry about that. Life in the daily podcast realm, which is seven days a week, which is rare. Not many people are doing seven days a week where you have to get guests seven days a week, which is sometimes challenging. So, um Anyway, thanks for checking out today's show. I, I should plan to record with folks on Martin Emerson and Cade York. Hopefully have that up for you tomorrow. Should be your usual midnight release, so it's there for you early in the morning. Appreciate your support and time, guys. Keep checking out the OBR. The Garage Beers podcast is going to be up at uh, 9 o'clock. They go live on the Twitch tonight, so check that out. They do a great job on that show. Great guests, man. Some of the best I've seen in this podcast market. So excited about those guys. So check them out at 9 o'clock. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. And go Browns!
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 